What's going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net. So glad to be with you today. Glad that you are here. I hope you're having a great month, a great week, a great day. I hope that your summer is off to an excellent start. Ours is uh, ours is off to a great start. We had our spirit night last night. We had a great time between the two teams, and uh, they did some fun stuff and just kicked off the summer. And we just had a had a great time. We have nine weeks of uh, competitions and things we're doing and uh, so excited about that if you're interested in all those weeks and things that i'm planned and that kind of stuff you can always check me out on instagram at the d project just check it out follow me over there i have a great summer related topic for you today some mistakes that youth pastors make at camp and hopefully you will not make these and mostly these are for new youth pastors if you're a new youth pastor then you probably want to like you know turn up the volume a little bit dial in this is going to really apply to you but it applies to everybody because we all make the same mistakes sometimes and so we have to you know remember the things we're supposed to do while we're at camp to help and assist our students have the best time at camp they can possibly have. Had a wonderful conversation this past week with a young lady named Danielle. She listens to the podcast here. She's up in Canada and a big shout out to Danielle. She's killing it there. She's a new youth worker there and she is uh, she's she is on her way to doing a great job. Had a great conversation with her in a little coaching session. And this episode is brought to you by My Monthly Mentor. It is a one-hour, third Tuesday of the month meeting of youth pastors. We talk real talk about real ministry. We offer real ideas. Uh, and it's not super salesy or anything like that. I go through six questions with you. They're pretty standard every time we meet because it offers a little bit of consistency for you. So you kind of know where we're going within the meeting. But then we open it up to questions and we, you know, we just have a great time. So if you're interested in that, uh, I'm going to put a link so you can kind of come in and hang out with us totally free. doesn't cost you anything. I'll put a Zoom link down in the show notes. If this is of interest to you, man, join us on June the 21st for my monthly mentor. Come hang out. You don't have to even talk if you don't want. You can keep your video off if you want. That's fine. You can just sit in and listen to how uh, me and the other youth workers chop it up. And then you can decide for yourself if this is something for you. Uh, Otherwise, you are welcome to put your video on, be fully engaged, ask questions, and uh, if you're, uh, you know, have some things coming up, you want to talk about fall planning, we'd love to talk about that with you. And uh, we're just going to have a great time together. So uh, the Zoom link will be down below. You do have to register. So be sure to register so I know how many people are coming. Maybe I'll have a gift for people. Maybe all the people that have come, I'll give you a free thing. So go ahead and register. And uh, that way I know how much to prepare and to give away. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is the five mistakes new youth pastors make. Uh, at camp. Uh, it's not just new youth pastors, youth pastors of all shapes, sizes, ages, so forth and so on, make mistakes as well. But I want to help you. I want to give you some tips here. Uh, listen, I've been involved with camp since I was 13 years old. I've held every job at a camp from camp dishwasher to camp pastor. I know mistakes when I see one because I've made plenty of them as well as witnessed many of them. And if you're new to youth ministry and you're heading out for your first camp this summer, let me offer the big mistakes that get made and maybe how you can avoid them. The first one is ignoring camp rules. I was told one time at camp, no pillow fights. I thought, well, that's a dumb thing. I thought, thought, why would we not? The camp is all about pillow fights. Why would you not have a pillow fight? And everything was great until a kid put a toaster in his pillow and gave another kid a concussion. True story. True story. 
And I know what you're thinking. You said, well, you messed up, Paul. The rule should be check all pillows before the battle. That, that is absolutely true. But the bigger truth is I should have obeyed the rules in the first place. If the camp has rules like don't take canoes out after dark, there's a reason for that. Don't think you're better than the rules. You're teaching your students a bad lesson that will come back to bite you later. You're, you're teaching them to disobey your rules. So just making sure you know that. The second thing is not having a plan for cabin or post-service time. I was taught if you don't have a plan, your campers do. How will you get your campers to go to sleep? How will you get them to settle down for devotions? How will you keep them from sneaking out? Yes, you have to plan for these things. They're not just going to fall into place. My plan took different forms for different situations. So example, if I had students that were thinking of planning on sneaking out, and I knew they were plotting this, I had a volunteer actually plan the sneak out. In other words, I would, I would formulate a plan with the volunteer and say, okay, let the kids think they're pulling one over on me and just go ahead and plan it. But what the campers didn't know then was that the leader that I appointed, the volunteer, had a specific order to take them only so far and only for so long. And in doing this, the kids got to sneak out, air quotes, but with supervision. I know that sounds weird, right? But it worked. And the smiles on the kids' faces, they would be like, oh, he, 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 he. we pulled one on you, Paul. We, we snuck out last night. Well, yeah, okay, good for you. But you know what? It worked for us, and, uh, and the kids were safe, and I let the uh, proper authorities around the camp know that this is what we were doing. And that way, the kids kind of got to do what they wanted to do, and uh, and they did it in a safe manner. In another case, I took the posture of telling campers that if we did not have an issue during the during the week, we would do a glow in the dark pizza party. And I brought supplies for that and made sure that I had the glow in the dark stuff, or we did glow in the dark volleyball, uh, we did you know the pizza, all that stuff. But that was my plan. I had a plan to make sure that I was kind of controlling behavior, that there were rewards involved in this. Sometimes I had organized activities, right? Post-service like campfires or night games or a run walk around the lake to wear kids out so that they're ready for bed when we got back. But no matter what, I always went in with a plan. By the way, if you're afraid of kids sneaking out, let me give you a quick tip. Just take your bed uh, and move it, take the bed by the door or uh, go ahead and move your bed by the door. And that way you have easy access to uh, any kids that may be um, you know, trying to sneak out. You'll be right there to get them. Uh, the uh, third thing is not setting expectations. I have campers and parents sign a camp covenant before going to camp. The covenant isn't long, but it is specific about what is expected and what would happen if the standards were not followed. Now, this was not a way for me to get kids in trouble or to send them home, but it was a way for me to make parents and campers feel safe, that there were real rules and consequences for breaking those rules. And listen, if you're interested, you can grab a copy of my Camp Covenant. I'll leave a link down in the show notes there, and you can adjust it as you need it. But I say, listen, if you're going to have standards and, and expectations, you've got to put them out there ahead of time and let them know that this is what we're expecting, and these are the consequences if, in fact, you, you break those. The fourth mistake new youth pastors make is making idle threats. If you make idle threats about sending kids home, calling parents, etc., Kids will not take you seriously. If you have a rowdy bunch of kids who are pushing the boundaries, you can't afford to make idle threats because bad behavior 
puts the whole camp experience in jeopardy for others. But be sure to have a process of discipline from anywhere from, okay, I'm going to start with a warning to then a phone call home uh, before you actually have to send a kid home as last resorts. In fact, you should state in no uncertain terms what what will a kid get sent home for? Like no questions asked. You're going to get home. You're, you're getting sent home if this happens. This way, no one is taken by surprise when it does happen. Now, the fifth and final uh, mistake that I think youth pastors make is you are the first person to go to sleep. <laughs> and what happens when the cat sleeps? Well, the mice run wild. You have to stay awake until you are sure most of the kids are asleep because things can get out of hand. I've seen other leaders go to sleep before their kids and their kids got out of hand uh, because one of their kids was uh, pulling a prank and then a fight ensued and it got ugly. And another thing is, you know, it's a, a time when kids get bullied and things like that. So yeah, you have to stay awake. Bring plenty of energy drinks or your coffee maker because you're going to have some long nights. And especially on the last night when they know you can't send anybody home, uh, you're going to have to be fully aware and fully prepared to engage and make sure that you are you are you have a whole night planned where nobody's going to get in trouble. You're, you're going to put all these things into effect and make sure you have a big thing on the last night to where it lasts till two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And that way you've kind of cut out all their sneak out time and all their trouble time and all that kind of stuff. And that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, why not go ahead and leave a five-star review and some comments? Uh, it helps the podcast get found, and I'd be happy to read that uh, that review here on the air. So if you're interested in that, there'll be a link down in the show notes for that as well. And as always, I like to say, listen, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, well, let me be the first to tell you, maybe today, hey, listen, you're doing a good job. Don't beat yourself up. You're going to have a great summer. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Camp's going to be great. As long as you don't make these you know, five mistakes, camp is going to go really awesome. And you're going to see kids get saved. You're going to see kids discipled. Uh, worship's going to be great. Listen, start thinking in the positive. Start keeping that mindset where you say, look, the Lord is going to move. He's going to do fantastic things. And let me tell you something, it's going to be great. So don't beat yourself up. Don't get down on yourself. Maybe you're, 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 you know, feeling a little pressure here or there, but don't listen, you're going to be fine. So keep at it, keep learning, keep listening to this podcast, and you're just going to get better as you go. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.